I'm Matt Dixon, and welcome to the Purple Patch Podcast. The mission of Purple Patch is to empower and educate every human being to reach their athletic potential. Through the lens of athletic potential, you reach your human potential. The purpose of this podcast is to help time-starved people everywhere integrate sport into life. I think you look terrific, at least on the outside. But what's going on on the outside is not really what drives your personal performance. No matter what arena you're chasing, better improvements in life, it's really important about what's going on inside. It's very difficult to really understand what's going on with your physiology, especially across all of the aspects that drive our personal performance. Well, a tool that we leverage at Purple Patch is Inside Tracker. Because by assessing your biometrics and combining it with the advice and expertise from the team of scientists and experts at Inside Tracker, we get some really precise focus areas to filter out the stuff that will become distractions and instead dial in the habits and the interventions that are going to help you perform. Across all aspects of longevity and performance, things like your cognitive health, your strengths, inflammation, heart health, everything that builds up to you becoming a high-performing machine, Inside Tracker assesses it and gives you an action plan with simple actions that you can take so that you can go on and improve. And it's very, very simple. All you need to do is head to insidetracker.com slash purplepatch and use this special code purplepatchpro20. That's purplepatchpro20. It gives you 20% off everything at the store. I leverage it with my athletes and you can too. You don't need to be a Purple Patch athlete, but what you do need to care about is improvement over the course of 2024. And that's what we're here to help you with. All right, enjoy the show. And welcome to the Purple Patch Podcast. As ever, your host, Matt Dixon. And today, well, we're going off-site. You might just hear in the background waves crashing. And if you're watching the show today, you're going to get very jealous because behind me you see the crashing waves. Yes, I am in Hawaii because I'm here for our annual training camp where we welcome a host of athletes and performance enthusiasts that come and congregate right after the holidays and get together to set their vision and path for their year of performance ahead. We've got most of the Purple Patch coaching team here. We've got people from all walks of life to elite amateur athletes, all the way to folks that are in their 70s looking to just try and improve the quality of their life for the next decades ahead. And the common thread is a united desire to improve. Now, over the course of this week, I'm going to record a couple of the shows, but today we're going to carry on from last week's show, and uh, and we're going to talk about operational effectiveness. Last week, we dedicated the show to something that I thought might not have initial curb appeal, if you want to call it that, which is really sort of something that was sexy, that was engaging, that was hooking, and that's because the focus was on operational effectiveness. Now, it has a key role in ensuring high performers maximize their talents and their smarts, as well as, of course, their hard work that they put in. But the show itself ended up striking quite a nerve. In fact, following the episode, we received a ton of feedback and additional questions. And seemingly, staggeringly low percentage of listeners are currently adopting some form of habitual practice to help drive their effectiveness and also enable the management of all of the competing demands. Now, this to me was good news, because if you're one of the listeners that currently don't 
embrace the practice. And then you have a great opportunity for growth over the course of this year. But one of the aspects around the questions and the feed that we got really highlighted to me a core area that it seems most of you guys are struggling with. And that's the practices and the planning in nutrition and hydration. It's very common, but it really bubbled up. We were inundated with questions. And a lot of it was around getting the right planning around eating and of course hydration. And this is common. Now, whether you're a training athlete seeking optimal sports performance, or you're simply seeking optimal daily performance in work and life, the nutrition part is a real pain in the behind, logistically, tangibly, and, and of course, emotionally. And so it sparked an idea that I'm gonna run with today as I sit here on the shores, sitting in a restaurant in which I got served last night a fantastic meal, but I'm gonna talk about nutrition and I'm gonna showcase organizational effectiveness in action and I'm gonna pay special attention to eating habits. And I hope by the end of today that it can be really helpful for you to go and implement. Now, before we get into this and we dive into the, pardon the pun, the meat potatoes of today, why don't we lean into some hot news? Yep, it is Matt's Newsings. Yes, folks, it is Matt's Newsings. And as I mentioned, and some of you guys can see if you're watching the show today, it's very pretty here. It's sunny, there's very little wind. I am in Hawaii. It is our annual Purple Patch training camp and it kicks off tomorrow. It's an immersive and empowering educational experience for a wonderful group of athletes and enthusiasts. Now, many of these folks that are joining are repeat offenders, as I like to call them. They come back almost every year. We have about 50 to 60% of people that have come to multiple camps. And then the other 40 to 50% are newcomers, excited for the journey ahead. And many of them are Purple Patch athletes. But we also have a couple of podcast listeners here this year, some other enthusiasts that just follow us on social media. But all of the participants are united already in a desire to improve, to depart this camp with a set of practices that are personalized to them, a wonderfully immersive experience where they're gonna get challenged and uncomfortable, but also be successful. And most importantly, with a toolkit that they can go and implement when they go back home into their home environments and go along their performance journey. Now, while I'm here, I intend to record a show that is around the hidden benefits of a training camp. Most people think about a training camp being very difficult, very hard training, but this is right at the start of the year here. And so we're gonna challenge these people that are here, but we're also gonna ensure that they come out really progressed with some growth and also with a better platform of readiness and tools that they can go and implement at home. So I wanna dig into some of the hidden benefits because most people perceive these things as just being big clobberings of hard work that's gonna boost their fitness. And that's not really how I look at training camps. So that's for another show. But I wanna ensure that you can have an insight into this and you're probably got a little bit of FOMO, as the Americans like to say, fear of missing out, and I understand that. But the good news is that we do have a couple more camps over the course of this year that are very, very similar in nature. The first is in April. 
It's in Napa. We host it at the Joel Gott uh, Winery and Vineyards. Absolutely fantastic venue. Amazing bike riding, wonderful meals, just as we have here. A very intimate setting, really fantastic. We're gonna have five coaches at that camp. We're gonna have about 15 athletes. So that's about a three to one athlete to coach ratio. Very personalized, all levels of abilities. And then in South Carolina, we've got a similar setup very near Greenville in the foothill of the Appalachian Mountains. A wonderful venue again, a hotel that we completely take over. Wonderful meals, uh, custom cooked with all of the meals for us. An absolutely terrific experience. That's in early June. So we have Napa in April and South Carolina in June. Those are the two other major camps that we have and they're really fun and they're fantastic. Very personalized, all levels and most importantly, one of the questions we always get, you don't need to be a purple patch athlete to attend these camps. We welcome people from all walks of life. We tailor it to your needs and we make sure that you are gonna come here to each of the camps and be challenged, but also be equipped to grow. And that's the most important thing. We want you to leave successful with a whole bunch of lessons, but some experiences that are forcing growth. And that's the most important thing. And so if you're interested, we're gonna leave our camp page in the show notes today. You can just go and click on those or you can head to purplepatchfitness.com, head to the camp and we've got our two other camps for the year that are there. You're absolutely welcome. We've got about four spots in Napa left and about five in South Carolina. So there is some opportunity for you guys to uh, join us. Be great, you can spend the whole week with me. It'll be a lot of fun and of course productive in your lessons and journeys. And then one more thing before we get into the meat and potatoes that I think is important. In today's show, I talk quite a lot about the value and role of nutrition and the very targeted approach that our friends at Fuelin deliver to it. And we are, in transparency, partner with Fuelin, and you know that. And I absolutely love their app-based approach and their heavy education that they take. The most important thing is all of their recommendations that are personalized to your specific needs seamlessly integrate to the fabric of your training and your life down to the day. And that helps it become a, a tool of organizational effectiveness. And so I felt like I, I just have to talk about this app if I'm gonna be talking about nutrition. They're wonderful. Well, when I finished writing and mapping out the podcast, I thought, you know what? I'm gonna ask these guys to step up and, uh, and do something for you guys specific to this episode. And so I reached out to Jonathan, who's the co-founder, and Scott, the other co-founder, who's the lead nutritionist, does a lot of the education there. And I said, come on, boys, dish it up. I really need you, pardon the pun, but the listeners might wanna have a little test drive, wanna see what it's all about and get involved. So I want you to do something special. You already do it for Purple Patch Athletes, but I want you to do something special for the listeners of this particular episode, because it's so empowering. So guess what? Unsurprisingly, as they always do, they stepped up for me. And so, no, they didn't step up for me, they stepped up for you. And so what they've done, if they've done a fueling special landing page for this particular episode, and it's got a very special offer in that landing page. Now I'm not gonna tell you what it is, but instead I'm gonna put it in the show notes. And if you wanna go there, you can just click on the link, head there to this landing page, and they're gonna deliver a special little test run drive and a bonus for you guys that want to get involved in it okay and uh the link's in the show notes it's dedicated just for this episode you do not need to be related whatsoever 
to Purple Patch to take advantage of this. We have a lot of listeners that are coached by other people. We respect and uh, and absolutely embrace your craziness. At some stage, maybe you'll come to us, but uh, you do not need to be a Purple Patch athlete. We just want to help you guys get involved. We trust and have a lot of respect for their expertise. And so we wanted to connect you guys up. And so if you find this insight uh, helpful today, feel free to head to the show notes, click on the landing page, and we will be there with you all the way along there. All right, with that, Barry, I think it's time. We're talking about nutrition and organizational effectiveness today. And so with that, it is, ladies and gentlemen, the meat and potatoes. All right, folks, it is the meat and potatoes and we are going to be talking about organizational effectiveness today. We are going to do some deep diving into nutrition, but in order for us to get there, I need to tell you a little bit about my childhood, and I need to tell you about a story around my annual summer holidays. It was a story that happened year after year, and so I thought we'd do a dig, a little deep dive into this. If you don't know, I grew up on the east side of London in Essex, a town called Southend. Now, you might not know Essex, but if you do, you will be aware of the very heavy stereotype Essex brings with it. And guess what? That stereotype is mostly true. If you grew up on the Jersey Shore, you kind of know that stereotype. It's very, very similar. So if I said, yes, I'm from London, it's a little bit like me saying, I'm from New York City, but actually I grew up on the Jersey Shore, including all of the stereotypes. Anyway, I grew up and every summer holidays, my family would always spend time a couple of weeks on the west side of England so we had to go all the way from the east all the way to the west across London because at the time the M25 which is the circular highway that goes all the way around London it wasn't built yet and so instead we had to circumnavigate the maze-like small roads of central London and what this would mean is that our journey would begin in Southend with a quick jaunt up the A127 which was known as the arterial road now there's a whole story around the arterial road, which we won't go into here, but we would take about 45 minutes to get up there. We would then enter the small roads of London and it began the arduous trip of getting across that big city, about 40 miles across. And every year was the same. About 10 minutes into a highly confident piece of driving by my father, followed by a few huffs and puffs, grunts and then a request for my mum to reach under to the passenger seat and get out the atlas yes the AA atlas with all of the road system in there the entire UK road system with a blow-up visual of the networks of roads in London's and within about well 10 minutes this would start to occur and about two hours later invariably we were fighting through the systems of roads desperately caught in one-way systems, roundabouts and dead ends. It was like European vacation all over again. It was masterful in its inefficiency and of course it was highly frustrating. Me as a young kid moaning, when are we going to get there? We haven't even started yet. Well, three hours of turmoil, we would usually emerge and then we would be on our way west. The family once again surprised that my dad had managed to get lost yet again for another year, no more than about three blocks from where he worked for about 40 years. And so it's no wonder that it used to take us two days to travel just over 300 miles to get to Cornwall. Goodness me, that was my annual pilgrimage. Now imagine at that time, 
What would have happened if we had have had access to a GPS? Or if we knew London like the back of our hands? Imagine the efficiency gains, the lowering of the stress, the elevated sense of control and purpose. We would have just marched in, we through the roads, been on the other side and be on our way to a glorious vacation. This is operational effectiveness. Really good planning, organization and prioritization. What we lived as children was the antithesis. It was chaos, it was reactionary, it was frustrating. And of course, it didn't drive to effectiveness. And so if you remove in your life, using that analogy, mental clutter, and you can establish control, you can get to where you want to go much quicker than my childhood adventures. Now at Purple Patch, we have a tool that we talked about last week that establishes just that, and it's the Sunday special. And it's a very simple process that ensures that you can plan for and manage all of the competing demands for your week ahead. And it begins with life. An example, you might have a dental appointment, perhaps you're picking kids up from the school or it's flag football on the weekend or a dance recital on Sunday. And life flows. And it's important for all of us to know what is ahead. What are your non-negotiables that you need to show up for first? And the best step for planning an organization is the start of that Sunday special. Then, as you emerge from the life side of it, you then step on to prioritizing and organizing aspects of work. What are your priorities for the week? What are the key meetings? The goals of those meetings, what are you looking to get out of them rather than just having another meeting? What are you looking to achieve? Where do you need to be primed to show up your very best, to lift your game? And where can you take opportunities for maybe a little bit less, where you can take some time for yourself? And once you've gone through this phase, you're gonna to start to have some real clarity of the week ahead. What's the type of week it's gonna be? Is it gonna be really busy and full on? Is it gonna be just a regular week or maybe a little bit of an opportunity to have a little downtime? And every single week you need to know that as you go into the week. Because from having a life framework and a work framework, you have a global framework of what you're dealing with. Now, for time-starved athletes and performance enthusiasts, with the time that is left, you now have an optimization challenge. How are you going to optimize your fitness, your eating habits, your social life with the remaining blocks of time? Now, there's a key method to the madness here, which we won't go into today, but the common stumbling block and the brain drain that typically impacts most people emerges from nutrition. Let's break it down. Here are some common questions a performance-driven person faces every single week. Should I consume calories during my workouts? If so, which workouts? How about following the workouts? What should I consume? When? How much? How about the rest of my meals? What should they look like? When should I eat them? What are the types of foods that I can consume in those meals? How about fasting? Should I integrate some of that for my health and performance? I'm not really sure. Hydration. I know it's important, but how much should I be drinking? When should I be drinking it? What about caffeine? Is that okay? Should I avoid it in the afternoon? Should I have it right when waking or should I wait an hour? What about if I get hungry in the afternoon? What should I eat then? 
How about if I get drowsy and sleepy in the afternoon? What should I drink? I don't think it should be a drink, a, co a coffee or a Coke. What about supplements? What should I take? I hear magnesium's great. Should I be doing that? What about creatine? All well, my buddies use it. Should I be having that? I'm interested in growing and getting stronger. And what about glucose and insulin? I hear all about these CGMs. Goodness me, continuous glucose monitors. I know it's important, but how should I ensure that I'm adopting practices to keep it stable? The questions could go on. It is the murky, confusing world of nutrition and performance fueling. And it's all there, those questions, every single week. It's no wonder that I leveraged out of my memory bank my childhood vacations. Because I feel like for all of us, going into any given week, that world of nutrition, fueling and hydration is like navigating those small roads of London. It's a blizzard of confusion. And so, when I finish a bike class on a Tuesday morning, 7 till 8 a.m., and I meander across to the gourmet market, Gus's, with my little cadre of friends and purple patch athletes. And we sit down and we grab a coffee and we have breakfast. And they've got a bounty of offerings, overnight oats, different wraps, burritos, pastries, yogurts or yogurts, thank you very much, I'm English, shakes. What should I eat then? How much is enough after that 60 minute hour of power on the bike? How do I know without bringing out some spreadsheet I need to make in-time decisions. And what about if I finish a track session and I'm off to work for the rest of the day and I get to stop in Starbucks? What's the right type of breakfast that I'm gonna get to bridge myself through? How much should I eat? The list goes on. And that's a part of organizational effectiveness. You need the education and understanding, but you need to have some organizational effectiveness. Meal planning, it's a huge component, it isn't enough that you have to schedule life commitments, work commitments, you need to integrate training. But for performance-minded folks, the planning of meals is another big chore. Just simply dialing in the right foods for your meals in the week, well, add it to the list. It's a brain drain, and that's just getting started. All the while, you're trying to navigate that while you're bombarded with conflicted information from the media, their influencers, even friends. Here's the next magic diet, super supplements, quick fixes for energy and performance. The super supplement that Johnny Pro swears by, although he doesn't really understand the mechanisms, he's just paid to tell you they're really, really good. And then human performance experts that dive into three hours worth of, worth of podcast shows around the potency of a certain supplement that's going to change your brain health and life, all with the convenience that they just happen to sell it on their online store. And here we are, ladies and gentlemen, here we are. When I reflected, it's no surprise that so many of you guys reached out to highlight the brain drain, the eating, fueling, nutrition has on your life every single week. And so, I think it's important if we put operational effectiveness into action, it's important that we do so as a part of our planning or the Sunday special, that practice. And so yes, 
you plan your life commitments when you've got the dentist, Johnny's baseball practice, whatever it might be. You plan your work prioritization, your, your meetings and all of the aspects around that. You integrate your training, but you also want to spend a little bit of time planning and getting control over your eating habits. Really, really important. And so there are two pathways I'm going to outline today. And you might consider either one of these pathways to help you drive effectiveness under this area. Meal planning, really important. But you also will help by doing this, the other components as well. So I think this is a great organizational framework. Now, before I break these down, let's establish what helps people globally. The first in any arena, if you wanna help yourself, the first thing you wanna build is knowledge. People are successful when they understand themselves and their needs. That's how you're gonna get successful. Understand you and what you need. What are your targets? What are your core practices that you need to do to build success? So knowledge is number one. Number two is when you get very, very clear around priorities. So prioritization, what am I gonna put my energy and focus into? And perhaps just as important or more important, what am I not going to do that? And I think that's gonna be important and particularly important in nutrition you're gonna aim to filter the noise and distractions and instead build on a foundation of practices and habits that will get you most of the way there. And so what I'm looking to do today is to remove some of the overcomplication, the quest of perfection, or simply put adding anything else. I don't wanna do that. So if you can develop the knowledge of what's right for you and the core practices that are gonna help, you are gonna be 90% of the way there. The final component that makes people really successful is releasing the shackles. With priorities and knowledge, you're on your way, but also realizing that we shouldn't be chasing perfection here. And so with this in mind, when we're thinking about nutrition, I can't stand as a coach, highly specific meal plans. For example, goodness me, I've hired the world's best nutrition coach and what they're asking me to do today, Tuesday, is I am going to eat eight ounces of grilled salmon. I'm gonna have exactly three cups of broccoli. I'm gonna have one cup of brown rice, two glasses of water, and if I don't get that in, then I am a failure. This is just so restrictive. It creates a cage of nutritional practices. It doesn't have any leeway, and ultimately, that's not what life is. Because if you've got your PDF meal plan and you're comparing it to the menu at the restaurant and there is an overlap, you're gonna feel like a failure. It's gonna extract the joy of eating. And so instead, the third component, you need knowledge, you need a filter, so you need prioritization, and then finally, you need guidelines. Simple targets that can be applied in any market, any restaurant, or when you're opening up your refrigerator or pantry. You want guidelines and targets specific to you. When we align those three components of a Venn diagram, people are empowered, they have control, and they have a framework of this is how I'm gonna approach my eating. And that is the GPS to navigate the blizzard of the world that is nutrition. And goodness me, when I went on vacation, I wish that I had that GPS. 
And so if you know yourself, you don't overcomplicate, and then you have the framework and guide, it's empowering. All right, so we can remove this guesswork, the mind fog, the confusion, as well as a lot of the negative emotion that often comes with eating. So I promised you two pathways. The first is we're gonna call pathway number one, the basics. And the first step of the basics is mindset. So if you wanna get control on your eating and your daily practices, you wanna first establish mindset. It's very, very simple. It doesn't matter where you are on the spectrum of athletic performance or engagement. If you're just caring about daily energy or you're a quest for a world champion, you are gonna succeed if you approach your eating habits as fueling the body for your daily activities and performance. And so I want you to destroy, stamp on any mindset that is anchored around words or phrases such as diet, weight loss, race weight, eating plan, regime. It's not about that. It's about fueling your performance lifestyle. The stuff that we put in our body is the gasoline to fuel our performance anywhere on the spectrum. And that's important. So if you wanna be successful and you wanna establish control on your eating, the very first step is establishing a positive mindset. Super. Step number two, learn. Upskill yourself. You cannot make smart decisions without understanding a few things. Number one, the role of fueling your body during and following exercise. Now we've done a lot of episodes on this. You should head back and listen to a couple of the episodes that we've done from Scott Tyndall at Fuel In. We'll add them to the show notes. But the role of fueling your body during and following exercise, that's very important. The second is understand the three macronutrients and their roles in their body. Okay, I've heard of fat, carbohydrate and protein, but why is it important to me? What does it do for my body? You need to understand that. It's critical, we won't dive into it today, but it's important because that's gonna help build your filter and make smart decisions. You then should go on a journey to get some personal guidelines around how many calories you require. A rough guide on how these calories are made up between carbohydrates, proteins, and fats. And this is really important. Now, the building block of all of our meals is protein, so I'll give you a little bit of an insight today. Give or take, it doesn't matter, young, old, really athletic or less athletic, consuming about a gram of protein for every pound of body weight you weigh over the course of the day is a really good thing. And every human benefits from front-loading that earlier in the day, a very protein-heavy breakfast. That's one example. But we want to understand rough guidelines of what you should be doing for yourself. That's a, a key component of upskilling yourself. You need to understand then finally the two types of meals and snacks that you might consume. The first is a meal that promotes general health. And so that's very heavy in protein, tons of vegetables, good oils, and then a lower focus on high quality complex carbohydrates. So your breads, your quinoas, rice, things like that. It has a lower focus on the health-driven meal. 
great. The second type of meal that we have is a meal that is designed to fuel exercise and life. And that is once again, heavy in protein. But the second component that we build those meals around is high quality complex carbohydrates. And then we have a supporting role of our veggies and oils. You see how it's meals that are comprised of all three of the macronutrients. So high quality carbohydrates, proteins, always the centerpiece, and your good oils, but it's how much of an emphasis we put on each plate. Health, there's a lower focus on high quality uh, complex carbohydrates and fueling life or exercise, there's a higher emphasis on carbohydrates. So you need to understand that a little bit. And then when you've done that, you can move to step three. And that's to start to understand, okay, under that banner, what are my meals that I'm going to be consuming and what are my go-tos and build out for yourself and you can always reach out to us for advice or help on what these look like but what are my go-to two or three options that I have post-workout or exercise fueling what do I love what are the things that are really good for me okay great those are the things that I can have two or three of them it doesn't mean that you're restricted but they're your kind of go-to great what's my go-to very protein heavy breakfast maybe two choices okay that's two great choices so for me it's a quite often oatmeal with some protein powder a bunch of greek yogurt in there a little bit of honey some berries and fruits great but i also really like some eggs and avocado tortilla or maybe a side of toast and some fruit great so those are my kind of breakfast that i love to go towards and that helps me avoid the sugary pastries that are really low yield. Okay, what's my go-to lunch? Give yourself two to three choices in there. And then finally, your meals. And at the start of every week, people tend to be more successful if they plan their meals ahead. It doesn't need to be rigid. Life is not a spreadsheet. You might get invited out to dinner. But the more that you can do the planning of the week ahead with whoever the important constituents of your life are, the more likely it is that you're going to take the guesswork out, that you've got a framework and you can be organized. And it sits under the banner of what's appropriate for you. So remember, the purpose of today's show is not to tell you how to eat necessarily, but it's how to organize your eating. So having two to three choices and the plan of your week ahead, goodness me, it removes the brain drain. It gives you control and it gives you a runway of operational effectiveness. Now, I would invite you to keep it really simple so that you can stay on schedule, even adding it into a calendar, a little planning tool that you might have if it really helps you. And this is really, really helpful for people that often tend to forget to eat in the morning or skip out after a workout and head straight to the office just because of time and they don't fuel afterwards. And suddenly they realize it several hours too late and they go, goodness me, I'm starving. Adding it to the calendars can be very, very helpful. All right, so this is a really simple tool, but remember, we talked about what's successful. You need to ensure that you learn, you think about it fueling first mindset, you learn what's appropriate for you, then you put it into action as a part of your Sunday special. These are my go-to options, and here is how I'm gonna consume my evening meal every week, and put it in the calendar. It sounds rigid, 
but it's actually going to be liberating. All right, what about pathway number two? Well, this is where you can lean into expertise. So we're going to call this the partnership route. Really, really helpful. This is fundamentally why I love working with the team at Fuelin. Their whole program, inclusive of their approach, their education, their planning, and all of the tools that they use for planning, remove the guesswork for you. They personalize it to your needs. And of course, they take into account your physiology, your goals, and what your day of life looks like. And this isn't woo-woo. Okay, these guys are some of Elizabeth, Scott, the team, the whole team. is a great team there. They are some of the world's most respected nutritionists. They understand all the latest research around health, longevity, sports performance. But they develop their recommendations around three main aspects. And it sounds very purple patchy, and that's because that's why we're partnered with them. Number one, simplicity. And I love that. In the depth of knowledge and research, they produce simplicity. Ah, it's like an Apple product. They have effectiveness. What they're gonna deliver you is effective to your needs. And finally, flexibility. So that I can leave the bike class, walk into that Gus's market and say, goodness me, here's the menu, pull open my app. Great, this is what I should be consuming. Based on what's being delivered to me in the market, on the menu, whatever it might be. And I love that flexibility. So that is why it's so empowering. It delivers so much control. There's flexibility, but at the same time, there's effectiveness. And that's very, very difficult to nail down. So the majority of Purple Patch athletes who do decide to partner with Fuelin don't just do it for the nutritional advice. Yes, that's great, that's world-class, but really the tool is the thing that leverages organizational effectiveness. They are empowered to know they're eating the right thing for them at the right time, and it meshes into their life structure and training framework. And so it's the right nutrition at the right time, and that's great, with a high degree of flexibility. And the fact that the app synchronizes directly with your training calendar, that it takes you into account, your goals and your needs, boom. That is the GPS that I wish I had as I navigated the streets of London as a kid on my way to Cornwall. And so that's part of the reason, and I think the big reason, that it's so important. But we have to realize that in this world we inhabit, it's not static. Nutrition is an emerging science, and we get bombarded with information. So how on earth are we, as consumers that care about our own health, our own performance. How can we filter out what we read, what we see, what we hear? Who's to be trusted? How can we believe what we're told? So I see Scott and the team at Fuelin as our shepherds that are helping us in the same way as I try and do it with Purple Patch Athletes, filter the distractions and ensure that you're working on the things that are actually going to help you. Because ultimately, Anyone's performance at any level is about practice development, habit creation, and the building blocks should be designed around things that are helping you develop autonomy. Not to have you overcomplicate things, not to be shackled, but to empower you to just make smart decisions. Now I realize here as I'm doing this show, goodness me, I'm starting to sound a little salesy. 
But I'm not outlining today as that being my mission. Fuelin isn't my company. <laughs> okay, I'm not an investor in Fuelin, but I do see their role as your performance filter around this subject, and it's very important. And they're going to help you make smart decisions. And that's going to foster bold improvements, not just in how you're eating and how you're feeling in your body composition, but how you organize your life. And I think that's really empowering. And so through this lens, I think that you might benefit from employ employing a broader perspective and using the utility of the program for your help in life. Alrighty. And so the good news about this, guys, by the way, fueling, it's not crazily expensive. I think the program starts at about a dollar a day. I haven't even looked up the prices, but it's about a dollar a day for you to get all of that. And I think it's helpful. So I can tell you where to learn more. You can head to purplepatchfitness.com slash fuelin. You have the page there. But remember, in this episode, I asked the team and they offered to do something very special. So we have a landing page. It's in the show notes. Head there. I recommend you can go and see what the team at Fuelin will do for you. Check it out. You don't need to be a Purple Patch athlete whatsoever to leverage their expertise and program. All right, guys. So I hope that helps. That is organizational effectiveness in action through the lens of nutrition. Now, before we leave, I'm gonna give you one more quick analogy on why I'll make this recommendation. I know a lot of friends that know a reasonable amount around strength training. Now, these folks, they could just head to the gym. They could go and get a membership or they could even do their workout at home. And they could put together a pretty well-balanced and effective strength program for themselves, but they don't. They work with personal training. They decide to engage a personal trainer and a coach. Now, it isn't just each of these, because I asked my friends, there were four or five of them, and I said, you guys all know a lot about strength, and yet you still employ a personal trainer to help you. Why do you do that? And the answers were unanimous. It's not because they just enjoy the expertise and the guidance of someone. And it's not just because they love the accountability and the fact that they don't need to put the thought into it. But it's the fact that once or twice a week, personal training sessions provide the tent peg in their week. So imagine the blustery conditions that are out there. They realize that having that commitment and that once weekly in-person session, it creates organization. It creates a framework within their time-starved life. In other words, they know themselves. And if they didn't have that accountability, they may or may not execute something that is so important to their health and performance. So this is a key component here. We all do well with organizing. And so if for you, the eating, nutrition, fueling is a pain point, a drain on your brain, it takes up mental capacity. And then you're not just gonna benefit from having some expertise and recommendations, but you're gonna benefit from having an organizational framework that can liberate you. And that is organizational effectiveness in action. All right, guys, I need to get inside. I'm feeling the sun on my face. I'm probably getting red, particularly this nose. But I tell you what, have a super week. We'll speak to you next time. Take care. Guys, thanks so much for joining and thank you for listening. I hope that you enjoyed the new format. You can never miss an episode by simply subscribing. Head to the Purple Patch channel of YouTube 
and you will find it there and you could subscribe. Of course, I'd like to ask you if you will subscribe, also share it with your friends. And it's really helpful if you leave a nice positive review in the comments. Now, any questions that you have, let me know. Feel free to add a comment and I will try my best to respond and support you on your performance journey. And in fact, as we commence this video podcast experience, if you have any feedback at all, as mentioned earlier in the show, we would love your help in helping us to improve. Simply email us at info at purplepatchfitness.com or leave it in the comments of the show at the Purple Patch page and we will get you dialed in. We'd love constructive feedback. We are in a growth mindset, as we like to call it. And so feel free to share with your friends. But as I said, let's build this together. Let's make it something special. It's really fun. We're really trying hard to make it a special experience. And we want to welcome you into the Purple Patch community. With that, I hope you have a great week. Stay healthy. Have fun. Keep smiling, doing whatever you do. Take care.